Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Irvindale. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Christ Jesus. Join Pastor Mike as he teaches through the Gospel of Luke. Take your Bibles this morning and turn with me to uh, Luke chapter 3. And as you're turning, I begin this morning by just making reference to uh, the discoveries that have been happening over the last 30 or 40 years in relationship to DNA, both its mapping and its sequencing, and this whole DNA industry has really opened the doors for all kinds of great things that are very helpful. For example, because of of DNA and us knowing that it's accurate, uh, we can identify not only victims, but perpetrators of crime. That's something that 100 years ago they just couldn't do, Uh, but we can do that now. Through the uh, DNA science, we can also uh, predict and or treat disease. And uh, that's been very helpful to, in certain people, be able to get an upfront thing or to figure out how that's been working through the family tree. Also, we can determine paternity without any uh, fear of question. That's been a good thing as well, though some people might have been bit by it and not thought it was so great, but it is a good thing to have. And also, uh, they've learned how to trace ancestry in, in greater ways than ever before. It doesn't necessarily give you names, but it does tell you, uh, you know, who's in the tree and, and, and where they came from and all that, and it's just amazing. And I'm wondering, how many of you have done the DNA ancestry or some other form of that? How many of you have done that in here? Huh? Yeah, so... Quite a few of you. I haven't done it yet. My sister did it, and, and we're pretty confident that my mom and dad, you know, are, are our mom and dad. So whatever hers is, mine has got to say the same thing. And uh, see, my wife did it. And that, that, uh, it's interesting to find out what's going on. And, you know, that is now a, literally a global industry. But as we think about this whole uh, DNA ancestry issue, I think one of the questions that we should ask is, what, what's the fascination with it? And it's probably self-evident what the fascination is. I mean, obviously, some people are just really curious, and now that they can know uh, where they came from and what kind of nationalities and races are in the mix in their family tree, uh, they're just curious. So they bite the bullet, they send the money off, they do the test, and they spend uh, a good afternoon reading through all the results. For others, it's literally their hobby, just like any other hobby. They enjoy tracing the actual names and figuring out who all's in moms and dads and grandma and grandpa's tree, and, and they do it as a diversion just to uh, kind of take care of the, the, the stress and troubles of life. It gives them uh, a release uh, in that way. But for others, it's part of their religion. It's part of their religion. For example, the Mormons. It's a big issue with the Mormons. Um, They believe, and the reason it's a big issue is because they believe that the living can represent the dead before their God. And so uh, it's called baptism by proxy. And what they're taught, in part, is to do the research, figure out who in your family tree was not a Mormon, and you can then take that their names to the temple, and you can stand in their place and be baptized for them, And by your doing that for them, they then will reap the benefit of being part of the celestial kingdom. So that's going on today, and that's a big factor that drives this whole ancestry um, uh, investigation. 
Not only, though, is uh, ancestry important to Mormons, it's also important to Judaism. And the Jews have long been great keepers of genealogical records. Now, they do it for a completely different reason uh, than the Mormons do. I'm going to give you this morning six reasons why the Jews have been such uh, so, so meticulous in keeping records of their uh, genealogies. Uh, so number one out of six is land allotment. Land allotment. If you study the Jews, you come to find out that they are divided into 12 tribes. And when they, Israel went into the promised land, those 12 tribes were given a specific uh, space of land. And then that's broken down to the individual families. And so you had to know what tribe you were from, whose clan you belonged to, in order to know where your allotment of land uh, might be coming from. And so they did that for that purpose. Also, inheritance. As you go down the years, as uh, people die off and they pass along their goods, uh, the genealogical record was very important in establishing who uh, like was the firstborn and all of that kind of thing in determining uh, the issues of inheritance. Also, there's a principle in the Bible called kinsman redemption. Kinsman redemption. If you read the, the book, Old Testament book of Ruth, uh, you'll find the, the, the beginning of that being based on kinsman redemption. And kinsman redemption is all about this, that, for example, if you were poor and all of a sudden you found yourself in a really bad spot and you had to sell off your land, your tent, your goats, your cattle, whatever, the, the, law, the law in Israel said that the nearest, closest relative to you had the right, by law, to buy that first before anybody else. And the way it worked out in Ruth's case, if you remember the story of Ruth, and I can't go into all the details, but the bottom line is Ruth was married to this guy, he dies, and then later on she, she goes with... Uh, uh, her mother-in-law, and she meets Boaz. And Boaz decides he wants to marry her, but discovers that there is a nearer kinsman to her first husband. And so by law, he can't just marry her. It's the other guy's right. And so they have to determine if he wants to marry her or not, and, and then they, they move on. But this issue of kinsman redemption was really an important aspect that they needed the genealogical record for. Taxation was also based on your ancestry. And it's why Mary and Joseph had to go to Bethlehem. If you remember the story during the Christmas season, how they had to go there because they were of the house and lineage of David. And so that was part of it as well. Priesthood was based on the genealogical record. Only those who were descendants of Levi could serve as a priest. Nobody else could do that. And so the genealogical record was used to ensure that only those from Levi's descendants could, could serve. And then finally, number six would be kingship or messiahship. Uh, any claim to the throne in Israel, any claim to being the promised messiah had to bear proof that that individual came through the line of David. If you didn't come through the line of David, then you're summarily dismissed and you have no claim, you have no right. And so these are reasons why the Jews were very meticulous about keeping their family records. So that leads us to our first truth point this morning, and I want you to take note of it. Jewish genealogy 
is not an unimportant, boring list of begats. I think that's the way most of us would view it. It's the way I would view it normally. Who wants to read through all those names? There's no significance to that. But no, that's not true. It's a crucial part of divine revelation. And it's there, in this case, proving Jesus is a descendant of King David, defending his right to claim messiahship and kingship. So uh, just off the bat, as I begin in the moment to read this list of, of, of uh, son of and all that, and you know, you get bored and you yawn and you say, why are we doing this? Well, because this record is that which proves that Jesus has the right to claim messiahship or kingship. So let's begin with verse 23. And as I said, I hope you prayed for me uh, because some of these names are not the easiest. And then when you get up here and you have to do it, uh, then it gets even more nerve-wracking. So it's one thing to sit in your house and read it. It's another to get up here and do it. But here we go. Verse 23, Jesus, when he began his ministry, was about 30 years of age, being the son, as was supposed, of Joseph, the son of Heli, the son of Methat the son of Levi, the son of Melchi, the son of Jani, the son of Joseph, the son of Mattathias, the son of Amos, the son of Nahum, the son of Esli, the son of Nagai, the son of Mahath, the son of Mattathias, the son of Simeon, the son of Josek, the son of Jodah, the son of Jonan, the son of Resha, the son of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, the son of Neri, the son of Melchi, the son of Adai, the son of Kosim, the son of Elmadam, the son of Ur, the son of Joshua, the son of Eleazar, the son of Joram, the son of Mathat, the son of Levi, the son of Simeon, the son of Judah, the son of Joseph, the son of Joam, the son of Eliakim, the son of Mila, the son of Mina, the son of Mattathiah, the son of Nathan, the son of David, there's an important one, the son of Jesse, the son of Obed, the son of Boaz, I just got through telling you something about him from the book of Ruth, the son of Selah, the son of Nation, the son of Aminadab, the son of Admin, the son of Arni, the son of Hezron, the son of Perez, the son of Judah, are you tired yet? The son of Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham, the son of Terah, the son of Nahor, the son of Sherug, the son of Reu, the son of Peleg, the son of Eber, the son of Shelah, the son of Canaan, the son of Arphaxed, the son of Shem, the son of Noah, the son of Lamech, the son of Methuselah, the son of Enoch, the son of Jared, the son of Mahael, the son of Canaan, the son of Enos, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. <laughs> That's a workout. So there are two of the four Gospels that give us a genealogy of Jesus. That is Matthew and Luke. You find that there are similarities, certainly from, uh, well, Luke Matthews doesn't go back to Adam, but so Matthew starts at, at Abraham. So from Abraham up to 
Joseph, there's similarities. But once you get oh, wait a minute, up to David, that's what I meant to say, is Abraham to David, there are similarities. And then past David, you'll find a different list, and that's important to remember. Another thing to remember is, is that neither Matthew's nor Luke's uh, rendition of these gene- genealogies is exhaustive. It simply means that not every father-son combination is listed. But the ones that are listed are, are uh, extensive, and they are accurate, and they show us the line coming through. So let's draw some contrasts between Matthew and Luke's presentation. The first thing that I want you to see is that Matthew records Joseph's genealogy, Joseph being the adoptive father of Jesus, not the biological father. Luke records Mary's genealogy. Now, right there, right out the gate, if you've been paying attention as we read the list, you say, hold the horses here. I didn't see Mary's name in Luke's uh, thing. So it says Joseph. It starts with Joseph, Pastor, not with Mary. So how can you stand there and claim that it's Mary's genealogy? Well, let me run you through a few things that will help to clear that up at least to some point. Now, let me tell you, I spent a lot of time studying this. And if we go down every trail, your mind will go numb and you'll pass out in the chair, okay? So I'm not going to take you through that. I'm going to give you the highlights that uh, should help you to at least understand the why behind the what. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.